Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Genesis 3, verses 1 through 7. Excellent word by Titus this morning. Um, I really think it ties in well with what I'm going to be talking about today. And I'm um, thankful for his study of the word and his sensitive sensitivity to the spirit. Um, I'll be reading from Genesis 3, 1 through 7. This might be familiar to anyone that's starting their Bible reading in January. You've probably read this recently. Um, but I'm going to talk about... Uh, we read about the fall of man. So in Genesis 3, uh, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And he said unto the woman, um, or, And the woman said to the serpent, uh, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse 6, And when... The woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree was a tree to be, to be desired to make one wise. She took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. I'm going to talk about this subject today like gods like gods we pray over this this message today god i pray that you would bless the words that come out of my mouth god and the thoughts in my mind i pray that you would help me jesus to deliver your word god the way that you intended it to be delivered god i pray that you would do the work in jesus name we thank you for it amen you may be seated today like gods Intentionally, the, the word gods is lowercase, and you can find in that same scripture that the word there is in lowercase, that whenever Satan tells Adam and Eve, or tells Eve uh, that she should eat of the, the fruit of the tree, and that it's good for her, and that it will open her eyes, and that she'll never die, and all of these things, that these lies that he's telling her, he says that uh, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That uh, decision that she made that day was based off the premise of becoming like a god or as gods, that you will uh, be able to know good from evil, that you'll never die, that all of these benefits that come with being powerful and, 
and mighty and, and, and a godlike figure is what the serpent sold her this, uh, this set of lies. And uh, in the midst of this process, these, these lies that he was, he was telling her, uh, it was surrounded by a beautiful fruit. It looked pleasing to the eye. It looked beautiful. It looked like something that she would want to eat. It looked like something, you know, it, it seemed like it made sense. It was something in the garden that she should eat. And so she had convinced herself of this and decided to take the fruit. Now, what a, number one, a catastrophic decision, but also such a, an intense, such a weighted, weighty decision. I can't imagine in that moment. I mean, it may have even been just a very quick decision she made, maybe because if she would have really thought long and hard about it, I don't know that she would have made that choice. But in the moment, when faced with a decision, she made the decision to take of the fruit. And of course, she gave it to her husband, and her husband also sinned and did what God had told them not to do. It was almost as if a childlike innocence had been lost. No longer could they exist in the world, oblivious to good and evil. Death enters their perfect world. Immediately, we see that death is the result of disobedience. In Genesis 3 and chapters 21 through 22, just a few verses later, uh, it says in verse 21, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. Now they had done a probably a, a poor job of doing it themselves with fig leaves and things like that. And immediately after their decision to disobey God's word and, and given the choice to make the right decision, decided to do the wrong thing, immediately something died. Something had to die to cover up their nakedness. Immediately, we see that death is the result of disobedience. It says in verse 22, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take all of these, uh, take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. So they closed up the garden. They closed up this beautiful place that, they, that God had created for them. He created it um, for their benefit to be able to come and walk in the garden with them and talk with them and, and really uh, be, um, be so close to one another. But instead, they ruined it. They destroyed that beautiful innocence, and something died in the process. Disobedience leads to sin, and sin, as we know, ultimately leads to death. We being created by God himself, fashioned by his own two hands, from the dust of the earth, being given heaven on earth that he custom designed and spoke into place just for us, and we still choose power over submission. We still choose disobedience over submission. Just as the uh, future burnt sacrifices of innocent animals that would be made on behalf of man's sin, an animal sacrifice was made to cover Adam and Eve's nakedness or shame. We um, were actually created in the likeness of God and meant to rule and have dominion like God. And so um, 
he created us. It talks about in Genesis 1, going back before, uh, before their fall. Genesis 1, 26 through 27, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So he created them in his likeness to look like him, to be like him, to share his characteristics. And he also gave them dominion. This is something that you would think would come from someone who was a God, someone who was in control, someone who had power and authority. Uh, would be those that have dominion over the earth. And God placed them in the garden, placed them there after his likeness, um, after his image, and he placed them there to have dominion. But can I tell you today that, and you probably know this already, that power goes to your head sometimes. And sometimes as humans, our earthly nature, it's never enough. I gotta have more. I want the things I can't have. And so they did just that. They ate of the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat of and destruction and uh, death takes place after that. But in this, this past, these passages of scripture, often we think about how foolish that Adam and Eve were in making those decisions to eat of that fruit from that tree when we each and every day make similar decisions to disobey God. And I can tell you today that maybe the consequences aren't the entire fall of man and all of civilization, but it, it is a, a uh, there are sacrifices that happen in our lives because of our disobedience to God. It may be that our family falls apart. It may be that our, our, our lives fall apart. We lose our jobs. We lose our, our livelihood. We, we lose relationships with close friends. There's a lot of things that happen uh, when we're disobedient to God's word. Often we think of this, that moment of how foolish. They could have just made one decision different and things would be, would be much better. But that tree represented a decision. Trust God or become God's. It represented a decision to become God to myself or to trust in the God who created me. Now, this may, some of the kids may recognize this, but probably more the adults. Who remembers Aladdin, the movie? The decision uh, that they made in the garden, it reminds me of Jafar's choice in Aladdin. Uh, the desire to become a godlike being with phenomenal cosmic power. <laughs> it was so tempting that he, uh, that he failed to consider the consequences that come with the decisions like that, which, as of course we all know, is itty-bitty living space. The, um, the decision in the moment seemed like, yes, I'm going to become a god, and then I'm going to have all this power, and I can do all these things. And as Aladdin summed it up pretty well, he said, you got your wish and everything that comes with it. And this same idea and concept of becoming this God-like figure, of having all the power and being in control of everything and, and having all authority and all of this stuff. 
is not much different than we are. There's a term aptly named in our world today called God complex. God, and even uh, sometimes referred to as Jehovah complex, uh, is a conviction that one is infallible, merits special attention and privileges not enjoyed by other people, and can achieve anything one wants. A non-clinical name for narcissistic personality disorder. God complex. Truly many of us, although this self-diagnosis of God complex may seem like it's a bit far-fetched, but I believe we all deal with this on a day-to-day level. You can achieve anything you want. We're told that. I believe that um, Jeremy Painter did a great job of, of, on this topic of, of uh, being told that we can be who we want, we can do what we want, we can, we can live how we want, and we can basically be kings in the world. And so we're told that from a young age that we can be anything that we want. We're told that and and we tell ourselves that all the time. Infallible. Many of us think that we are. Merits special attention and privileges. We certainly think so. And I believe that the world that we're living in right now where the the major um, theme right now is separation, all this segregation, uh, racism is a, is a word that's used a lot now. And, and all of these words that are used, um, we're no closer together than we've ever been. We're further apart. We're more dysfunctional and in disunity than we've ever been in our lives. The world has become chaotic. And, and it all comes down to people trying to become God in their own lives trying to take on the attributes of what a God is like, that I can have power and I can have authority and I can rule and I can reign over everybody and I can, I can tell everybody how to live and I can do whatever I want. And so this God complex, this conviction of, uh, that one is infallible or that merits special attention and certain privileges that others can enjoy and, and can achieve anything that you want to, it really is not far from who we are and who we become. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says, um, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of them, their own selves, and covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Do you feel that today? You feel that tension between you trying to do the right thing and people on social media maybe blasting you for your beliefs and and that's the world that we live in today. People are lovers of their own selves. Narcissistic, a god complex. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. I, 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 when I read that scripture, I didn't look at that exact word, but I think you could almost say that um, having a form of godliness would be also like you are similar to a god, that you, are, you appear as a god, you're a god-like 
and, and certainly we have that all throughout our society now. Um, you know, some of our most famous sports figures, uh, LeBron James, they call him the king. They call him, the other day I heard him say King James, and immediately I saw the connection to scripture being King James. But th those are the things that we, we, those are the people that we idolize now, are, are people that are uh, fallible, but yet we place them on a pedestal as someone who is infallible. And that having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Just because you have a form of godliness or an appear godlike because of your power and your authority and all of those things does not mean that you have power according to God's word. There's an article in the Atlantic that explores three separate studies which determine people's need for power. And in each of these studies it explored uh, whether or not people wanted power for A, influence over others, or B, to have autonomy or the ability to control your own destiny. Now, I think when we probably think on the surface, we'd think, well, yeah, I, I would like to control other people. I'd like to have authority over other people. But overwhelmingly, in each of these studies, people chose autonomy. People wanted power so that they could control their own life without the input from others. Another definition of autonomy is freedom from external control or influence. To have complete control of my life. How many of you felt that before where you felt like you had no control of your life. Everything was falling apart. Everything was, was chaotic and I, couldn't, I can't even see straight because I'm, I'm so confused at what direction I need to go. But yet we consistently, continually trust our own selves. We tell our own selves that we can do it. We can make it happen. We can, we can figure out a way to make this happen. I can, I can, I can think about it and, and if I think about it I can put a plan together and I can do it and so as humans one of our most difficult decisions is that decision between submission and obedience to God and that crave that we have for control and power man is an amazing creature just look at the world around you we can um, look at uh, every aspect of society and see amazing accomplishments that men have created. We have the ability to, to shoot men into space and land them back down on a small landing pad floating on the ocean. It's no longer even, uh, you know, now I feel like SpaceX and all these people are just, uh, they're just flexing on their abilities to, uh, to do the amazing and the, what seemed like to be impossible. And so now, um, now they're, they're able to land with pinpoint accuracy on a, uh, on a landing pad floating in the middle of the ocean and bring men back to space. Completely different than we used to be able to do. We are a, an amazing creature. We're amazing people to be able to do this. We found ways of curing diseases. We've currently uh, are creating AI uh, technology that is scary intelligent, that can do things that humans can't do. We're essentially creating technology to help us become more godlike, giving us the abilities that go beyond our human limitations. I could hire people to do this, or I could pay, pay for the computer technology to do it, and it's cheaper, it's faster, it can do it better than other people can do it. 
So I, I have all, the, all this at my disposal now. And so to become godlike is, seems so, uh, so you know, approachable. It's so, something I can, I can reach out and grasp. It's something that I can connect with. I can actually become like a god if I want to is the, 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 uh, the understanding or the, the thought process in people's minds. And yet, in all of this impressive display of godlike power, there are some things that humans just can't do. See, the Bible says in John 1, 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Literally, when he breathed breath into the human life, life was in him and, and was breathed into us. That's amazing. God created all things. I love that it says, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So to break that down, the largest building that we could build, a symbol of man's greatness, are impossible without the matter that God spoke into existence. The great speeches that man gives to inspire millions are unspoken without the breath of God in our lungs. The great expeditions that we could trek are dependent on the mobility God provides and the unseen destinations that he foresaw. But none of this power we desire can compare with the power of submission. You see, Jesus um, wanted to have a relationship with us and gave us options, gave us choices, gave us all of this and placed it in front of us as a choice to do what is right or to do what is wrong. And we chose what is wrong and we continue to choose disobedience. We continue to do it. And I'm not here today to beat you up and to say that you have to be perfect, you have to obey all the time, you have to do all the right things. I believe that God knew that Adam and Eve were going to make a mistake. I believe God knew. God has all knowledge, he has all power, he knows all things. When he created them, I believe that he knew. He, believed, he knew what was ahead of him. And even knowing that, I believe that he knew that a cross was in his future and that uh, sacrifice and, and, and pain and suffering was in his future but all because he wanted a relationship. We do some crazy things when we want to be close to someone. And while man was busy trying to be God in all the wrong ways and be a God-like figure, God came to earth to be man in all the right ways. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 8. The first word is if, but you can, you can translate that word to mean for as much as there is, or since it is factual that there is. So keep that in mind, and, and I'll read it like that. So since it is factual that there be any consolation in Christ, or encouragement in Christ, and since it is factual that there is comfort of love, and if, since it is factual that the fellowship, there is fellowship of the Spirit, and since it is factual that that there are bowels and mercies. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. 
Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That's hard to do. We, we, uh, we're self-absorbed people. It's just who we are, and we think about our own stuff and our own things all the time. And sometimes we find it hard to give away things because we hold on to things. But it, the Bible is telling us here that um, because there is so much comfort of love from Christ, that there is encouragement in Christ, because there is fellowship of his spirit and there is mercy and grace in our lives, uh, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord. He wants us to be unified together. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is the God of all gods, Christ Jesus. And this mind was in him. He wasn't hungry for power. He wasn't hungry for authority and to be able to, to, uh, to put his finger or his thumb on us and, and, and tell us what to do and how to live our lives and all of that. But he had this mind within him, the God of all creation, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, a servant king a servant God, and was made in the likeness of men. So while man was busy trying to be God in all the wrong ways, God came to earth to be man in all the right ways. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We're not asking you today, I'm not asking you today to, to give up your life and sacrifice your life on the cross. That's already been done and you don't have to do it. But as I close today, I want to just say that we live in a world that tells you that you can be anything you want to be and you can live how you want and you don't have to have consequences and who cares what everybody else thinks? Who cares what everybody else feels? It doesn't matter. But we all know that there are consequences to our actions. And there are things that happen when we make decisions. God, with the ability to do anything he chooses and assert his power and authority over anything, chooses submission and obedience. It's as if God was saying, you want to be like me, this is how. You want to have authority, you want to have dominion in the earth because that is what he designed you to have. He, he wanted you to be able to, to subdue the land and to do all of these things and, and to be, create uh, beautiful cultures and to create all of these things. This is part of man's existence is to, to, uh, to create life on earth. And so he's, it's as if he's saying, if you want to have that kind of authority, here's how you have it. If you want that kind of power, here's how you have it. And this is how. Matthew 16, 24 through 26 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross 
and follow me. This isn't a physical cross, but this is a symbol of sacrifice. For whoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You know, it might feel like today that you're building a life for yourself, that you are doing a lot of things right and you have money in the bank and you have the things you need to provide for yourself and your family. You might feel like I'm really starting to build something here. But I'm telling you today that you don't even know, number one, how to breathe that breath that you're breathing, but you also don't know when the next one will come. How long will we continue to struggle to pave a path in our lives of our own? How much longer will we repeat the same old mistakes in life trying to do it on our own? If we could stand today. You can fight your whole life on your own or you can surrender yourself to God's plan. The true path of life is through obedience. Everything that you've seen in your life, everything that you've been told in your life that is, is how to reach success and how to have a great life and all of these things are nothing compared to the life that God can give you. If we could just close our eyes right now today where you're at, and this doesn't have to be anything crazy, you don't have to shout or yell, but if you could just talk to God where you're at right now and say, Jesus, I pray right now, please help me, God, to surrender my life to you, Jesus. I need you in my life, God. I can't do it on my own. God, I've seen what my own way does. God, I see what my own pathway does, God. It's a path of destruction. It's a path that has ripple effects in every direction of my life, God. But I need you, Jesus. I need true life. I need transformation in my life, Hallelujah. And if that's you today, can you come to the front of this altar? Can you come and bring your submission to God today and lay it all on the altar and say, God, I need, I need you, Jesus. I need you more than the air that I breathe. God, I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we do that today? Just make it a declaration to him. God, I need you, Jesus. I need your presence, God. Jesus' name. God, I don't want to live for myself any longer, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, but I need you, God. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah.